You're listening to Seeing the Sequel, the movie podcast about sequels to films that were never made, probably for good reason. This week, we are talking about 2011's American comedy, Bridesmaids, directed by Paul Big and starring Kristen Wiig and a whole host of A-Star cast. And, as ever, alongside me, three men who... Three seconds. You can get anywhere in three seconds. You're setting me up for failure already. I've got Al, I've got Joe... And I've got John. Welcome back, guys. As you know, we have got 30 minutes to come up with the plot, to come up with the cast, to come up with the director, to come up with a pitch. We've got to put together a sequel. Uh, and we've all watched the film recently. So let's go straight in. Bridesmaids. I can see a couple of you really loving this film. Let's go with Joe. Joe, Bridesmaids. <laughs> Top marks. <laughs> uh, Out top. It, well, it's it's top marks for um, laughs. It's a fucking funny film, um, and I think top marks for casting as well. I think you know, just at, like perfect. The stars aligned on it. I think it's so so funny, and the the chemistry they've all got together. I would say it's almost like super bad, where where you're watching it and you you can't help but think they're having a blast making this film. They can't, they, like, it, and, it, and it comes through on screen how much they're, they're how much fun they're having. Um, yeah, huge fun. Didn't look like hard work, did it? Looked very easy, very natural. Mm. Okay, Al. Uh, yeah, I like it. Um, like, I like any kind of, you know, uh, yeah, when sort of Saturday Night Live crews break through and, you know, it, you can tell there's a bit of improv in it and stuff like that. Great title, great concept. Um, I don't know if I love it. I don't know if I love it. I mean, it's it's pretty good. It gets there's a few massive, massive belly laughs for me. Probably number one is when he calls when she calls her a cunt. It's just like the <laughs> so first, good. It's, it's just like the, it's just so full stop. You're a little cunt. Like done. <laughs> then she just it's walks just, out. Yeah, yeah. Pack, pack just, your bags. Then it just cuts to her again. The cunt. It's just such a great full stop on the whole sequence. Um, and you know, obviously the shitting. Big fan, but yeah, that's um, funny. what's not to like? Eh? <laughs> I just I don't know whether it's a um, laugh out loud. Funny, Joe, you said about the casting. I agree with that up to the point of Chris O'Dowd. I think he feels strangely out of place to me. Really? Well, I'm I like, thought, why I'm is it? Why is he a cop in Wisconsin? I just don't understand. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It just seems odd. Some, it somehow works though. I think he's, you know, charming. I he is charming. I agree with that, but I just. I'm asking myself, what's this guy's backstory? Like, why, how has he ended up here? And she, she, does, she does mention it slightly, but... Um... Matt Lucas was the one to, to take out of this film. If I never saw him again, I'd be happy. Sorry. Uh, John, what are your thoughts on uh, Bridesmaids? Um, yeah, I've seen it a number of times. Like, it's not one of those films that I would, like, seek out and be like, oh, I haven't watched that for a while. But whenever I do watch it, um, I enjoy it every time. It is, it is very... It is very funny. Um, I kind of agree with the Chris O'Dowd thing. Like, he is a bit weird in it, but it does kind of work. Like, I think really he's only in there because it's a the ultimate juxtaposition to the dickhead character. So he's yeah. only really in there because of that, not because he's Chris O'Dowd, not because of him in isolation, but because he's the ultimate foil to the other guy, basically. He's the pathetic, bumbling, you know, this guy would never actually be an American cop. He'd get the shit bit kicked out of him every day sort of character. Yeah, which is um, what I mean. It's like, why didn't they just cast someone else American who could play that role? And I wouldn't have been questioning how he's ended up in Milwaukee. It's just weird, weird yeah. to me. Well, that's why we got a sequel, isn't it? There you go. The uh, how does he <laughs> end up story. in Milwaukee idea. Um, yeah, it's all right. Like, I wish the film, like, 
Um, there are some. Um, there are some super funny lines. I wish that they'd done the female Fight Club thing. That would be. That would have been freaking great. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking. Um, <laughs> female <laughs> Fight Club will beat the shit out of her. Take her out the back. Beat the shit out of her. This was the start of Melissa McCarthy, wasn't it? I, this was, I, yeah. This was the one. Yeah. yeah. Can't think of anything she was in before this. Because then he went, Feig went on to do The Heat with her afterwards, right? Mm. When she became the lead. With Oh, yeah. Her career was just amazing after this. She's fucking, <laughs> she's fucking funny. Well, that? she became she became a leading lady pretty much on the back of this. And, yeah, great um, films. Yeah, I was going to say, I side with John here. She's average as crap no, for I'm me. Not, I mean, I'm not saying... Sorry, it's I'm all not, right, Al. I'm it's just right. saying the it's trajectory right. of it's her okay. career. <laughs> Kristen Wiig, I mean, wow. What an actress. Comic timing perfection i mean it almost seems to me this film is built around that lovely passive aggressive on off comedy push pull that she does effortlessly mm. well i remember seeing her in flight of the concords as barbara uh and, and it's just with ever since then i just adored her everything on saturday night she does you ever watch the californians on saturday night live californians she's just absolutely tonally perfect uh just uh, the bit where the, the thing i like about this is not the belly laughs are great but the the what i like about this film is the subtle elements when they go to the first um baby shower or the first you know congratulations i got married whatever they call that crap and engagement uh, pie Thanks, mate. And they've got the two newlyweds there. Oh, we just got married. <laughs> she turns around and says, oh, is this your husband? And then she's some <laughs> random guy standing next yeah, to her. Is, and she's like, so no. funny. And then they repeat it as well. They repeat it. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Is this your, is this your The fella? subtlety, that's what I love about it. It's Kristen Wiig's ability to just turn around and go, no, no. It's more funny than the belly laughs. But I think, it, you know, it's it's a good film. It's a good it's a good film, isn't it? I can't really praise it high praise, but, you know, I'm glad it exists and, yeah. I just think it was a good, it was a bit of a lighting in the bottle with those actresses or comedians mm. coming through with, like I said, it's a really good title, Bridesmaids. Like, it's really sellable on, you know, for lack of a better expression, you know, maybe even a chick flick level. But um, it's, and, you know, obviously Paul Feig was sort of coming through as well, who's become quite, you know, a competent director still, who's done a mixed bag. But um, yeah, super I find, mixed bag since this. Super yeah, mixed. In fact, I, I quite like Spy. <laughs> Spy's excellent. Statham's funny Statham in that. Statham is very funny. Obviously, I sp- obviously I guess he's I guess he's struggling since Ghostbusters. Like people aren't forgiving him for that, are they? Oh god, that was awful. Do you think that this as well is? We had a lot of blokey comedy films with Vince Vaughn's with super bad crews that they seem to kind of dominate a lot at the moment. This was a good chance. Well, this was to- one year after the hangover as well, wasn't it? Right, right. There you go. That's interesting. So yeah, it came along right at the right time. Definitely. Um, and like I said, just very sellable. Do you know what I mean? Like the, I remember the poster with them all lined up looking kind of cool as fuck. It, it, it sold itself as like the the anti chick flick I suppose do you know what I mean like where it's gonna it's it's not gonna be um you know you're gonna see him shitting in a sink well here we are guys uh, we are now talking about bridesmaids two T double O who knows who wants to kick things off with bridesmaids the sequel um, yeah okay so at the end then so um, you know it's set up for Chris what's Chris O'Dell's character called Rhodes. Right, Rhodes. Yeah. Rhodes. Rhodes. Rhodes and Megan's wedding, right? That's what we're looking at. Um, <clears throat> something probably to rally against the sort of self-absorbed grandeur of the other wedding. Um, 
Although maybe 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 they could try to match the grandeur. Um, anyway, I'm thinking. So that's the obvious line to go down, right? But then I also think we need a bit of something. We need a bit of something more, don't we? Because that's what everyone's expecting. That's what the script writes itself for that, doesn't it? The plot writes itself for that. So I don't know. Something a bit. I was wondering when you're talking about why, why, where does Chris O'Dowd? Why, why does he come into this? Maybe they could go to Ireland and have the wedding, and we could hear his backstory. Well, I was going to say his buddies could be part of it. Um, you know, you could have that. Um, his his mates whether they're American or Irish could sort of come into it a little bit. Definitely. Um, and maybe as well, like for some reason, like this is when people write comedy, some of the things that work for me, a big laugh in the original is when it's finally revealed that the guy is an air marshal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, funny. It's, it's just so good. Um, so I'd like to see him come back, especially with the, that post credit sequence of them having sex with the with sandwich. The sandwich. Well. <laughs> open my flaps. <laughs> So I think he could come back into it. I haven't seen him in anything else either. No, he's still eating that sandwich. It's massive. <laughs> it's huge, yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, sorry, John, Annie, not Megan. Uh, Rhodes and Annie Walker. Uh, Annie, Joe, thoughts? Uh, I mean, this sounds like the Bridesmaid sequel that no one wants, doesn't it? Like the, the Chris O'Dowd backstory. <laughs> sorry. Like you can tell, like we're, you know, four men get together and decide what the, you know, what the sequel to Bridesmaids is going to be. Oh, we'll make it all about the one male character. Well, I never thought about him, but then five minutes of our preamble was Chris O'Dowd, why is he in it? Yeah, yeah and then true. all I said was get all the lads in. So, oh, we'll take the female there hangover and make it lads again. That's what, that's what the world wants. <laughs> Inspired, mate. I do think, though, that there is an angle that you could play because they are getting married. So, you know, your story could go a number of ways. You could go the obvious... No, it's the Annie and Lillian reverse story. Oh, you're my you're my best friend. But what about if we introduce a lot? I think there is an argument to say let's introduce a lot of Chris O'Dowd's characters playing almost a mirrored image of oh here's my new mate. Oh here's my old best mate coming on. And if you get their mixing with the girl crew, especially hooking up or challenges, or they're not getting on with each other as a big group, then there's a lot of tension that, that could happen there. I mean, it's not, listen, we're not reinventing the Godfather. Are we? It was kind of, it's, you know, it well, is. Well, it's interesting it you is. say that actually, because I, I had, I went title first and I thought bride, bridesmaids and bridesmaids to uh, bridesmaids part. Two. It's too late. It's 10 years on and it needs to have evolved significantly it can't just be like the sequel that should have happened two years after bridesmaids came out um which is what i think we're talking about which is basically annie's wedding right and then Mm. the tables are turned and flipped i i thought uh the godmother as a title could could work um and it's not. It's, it's not called Bridesmaids Two, but it's the same characters return. It is a sequel, and she or someone in that little clique, uh, that little gang, um, is either having a baby. It's like you know, totally different circumstances. Is either having a baby or adopting or something, and one of them is becoming, and it's probably got to be Annie, is becoming the godmother. Um, and you could just see them having a lot of fun with like you know, getting together and doing uh, Marlon Brando impressions and. <laughs> Couldn't you play on Bridesmaids and call it Godmothers and it's Helen and Annie sort of battling for the Godmother position again? I know they make up at the end, but we could sort of play that a little bit and the and the friend who's already married is um, now having a baby. 
I mean, there's an ample opportunity here to bring in Chris O'Dowd's mum as the mother-in-law. The really angsty, doesn't get along with anyone, complete, doesn't get cultural references, difficult, challenging. I mean, it could centre around a baby shower. You can almost call the film Baby Shower as well as The Godmother. But definitely the tensions... Well, they, well, you know, just, I mean, that's what we do. Just, that's what we do, baby. We just come in, smash it. But I think strong mother-in-law character playing off against the Helen and Annie break. I mean, it could, you know, there's a lot of tension there that could happen. Well, wait a minute. What about if, what about if the, the what's her name? The, the friend who is getting married? Lillian. Lily. So what about if Lillian's now having the child and her mother becomes a character in it and... Like Annie's got a backstory with her with history. Maybe they didn't get along. Maybe she's embarrassed her. I don't know. Um, she prefers Helen. Why can't you be more like Helen? That kind of thing. Because I do like the originals sort of, um, you know, it's nice that Annie's fallen on hard times and finds sort of hope again, you know. Um, you do feel sorry for her. So I wonder be- if you need... I quite like it. Yeah, I quite like this as a, as a concept, which is, you know, it's it's it's... It, it, it's it's Lillian that's having a baby um, and it's the sort of like, you know, the fight to become the godmother. Um, I like the idea of Helen this time flipping it, right? So someone's got to, the reason the bridesmaids, like you just said, works is because Annie's hitting, she's hit rock bottom, like the the worst. And she even says, and it's a very funny line where she says, you know, you know, when you said, I'd hit rock bottom. That wasn't that wasn't the bottom, and it's very funny. Um, oh, and a mum, a mum says you've got castaway on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe this time Helen hits rock bottom. I'd like to see Helen totally like Rose Byrne is very very funny. I'd like to yeah. see her at rock bottom, losing her shit. Like you know, family's falling apart. Um, maybe she's lost all her money and like all the glitz that makes her sort of like the outward Helen. Um, yeah. Well, she could hit financial rock bottom because there's an argument to be made in the first one. She's already at emotional rock bottom because she, her husband's never there. She's just always by herself. So mm. she's got a pretty, she's got a pretty sad, lonely, shitty life, to be honest. She's just got a load of money, but she's fucking dead inside. Um, <laughs> so now we'll just add her economic, <laughs> we'll just destroy her economic um, presence as well as her emotional one and see how well, she that- handles it. What we could do is, though, with if she more literally, yeah, like on a financial level hits rock bottom, so all the materialistic stuff that means so much to her is gone. Annie, it's Annie's battle is to not enjoy it because mm. Annie can't help but kind mm. of take a bit of pleasure in it um, and be a bit nasty about it. But then, like, her journey is kind of, uh, you know, she kind of ends up helping her, I suppose, by the end. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. That's great. That, I mean, I think whichever way you play it, it's, it's pretty mapping itself out, isn't it, really? I love the title of The Godmother. Absolutely classic. You can see the trailers. You can see the visuals, the poster, the 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 hand, you know, everything. And it's just absolutely custom design made. Brilliant. Inspired idea. Love that. So it seems to be right in itself. Are we uh, up to talking cast yet? Well, I was going to say Pacino well, can play uh, Lillian's dad, can't Oh! Can't... <laughs> <laughs> this very well, nice. T- uh, here's one for you: Pacino and Diane Keaton. Oh, perfect. Oh. Kay and Michael play the parents. <laughs> I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure you see her Lillian's parents at the wedding in the. Yeah, you do. She, they, they feature in the in the first movie. Shit. 
Because the dad does the joke. Like, I, I can't, I'm not paying for this. Ow. Sicilian, Sicilian uncle that's come over from Sicily to bless the baby. Yeah, that's fun. Oh, it could be like, in theory, Michael never came back when he went in hiding in, Sic- in Sicily, when he went back to Corleone. <laughs> he's, still, he's still there and he came back. So it's the same universe. Great. No, it's not. I'm just having fun with it. I do like it. I like it though. I like bringing Pacino in. I'm imagining the logo as well. The Godmother. You could the the Puppet Master hand logo thing. You could somehow play on that with like a cradle. You know, something else like a cradle or something well, it like could, that. A child's toy underneath it. Exactly. Or yeah, a rocker. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the hand could be supporting a rocker, and there could be a baby in the bottom of it. One of those mobile things. What do they call with like that? Go above the cribs and spin around. Yeah. Mobile. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. the best. That's the best idea. However. Do we just call it the Godmother? Do we really have? I mean, what am I talking about? Are we really branding this as the <laughs> as the Godfather? Teaser like, trailers. <laughs> yeah, just a little joke. There'll be jokes. It's stuff, just li- but- little jo- little jokes. You can just see them both doing Godmother, like you know, do- doing Brando impressions for the yeah for the teaser trailer. That's all it is. Is them feels, just doing feels, Brando impressions? Feels quite cheap, Joe. I won't lie. <laughs> feels <laughs> feels quite, feels quite now. Um, but you could play on the wedding because obviously. Um, uh, it's the wedding for the first half an hour of The Godfather, isn't it? It's um, Connie's wedding. So, um, you know, that links into the bridesmaids and all that shit. Yeah, well, it could be Annie's, Annie and Rose's wedding at the start. And then that's when, when they're getting married, Lillian could say like, oh, we're having a kid or whatever. Um, and then that's when the whole sort of battle as to who becomes the godmother begins at her wedding. Yeah, and takes place over, well, you know, nine months or whatever meanwhile do we bring um rebel wilson into it a bit more do we bring melissa mccarthy back with the with the air marshal um, yeah i guess we should bring everyone back yeah and and melissa mccarthy's now got like what is it nine dogs nine yeah. nine oh, yeah. large <laughs> yeah, dogs. labradors oh what an entrance just like all of them just piling into the house yeah huge exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's funny. Amazing. Okay. So that's where the story's going. I mean, we can pretty much write itself. Cast. So are we doing this? Are we are we pulling in Pacino? So we haven't met Helen's parents either, so there's an opportunity to bring them in. If Definitely. she's hit, if she's hitting rock bottom, she's the one going off the flying off the rails, I think. Um, she needs help. She needs she needs help, yeah. Um, which ultimately will come from Lillian and Annie, probably, you know, by the end of the movie, Annie saying, No, you be you be the, the godmother or something. Um, but Diane Keaton does fit that role quite well. Yeah, she does. But, but I think we put Keaton in, yeah. Um, and then either, it's either De Niro or Pacino or James Kahn. <laughs> well, or, De Niro feels like, you know, he's more likely to do it. Meet the parents though, isn't it? He's already done yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Well, Pacino let's go, then. Let's go Pacino then. Right, we'll, we'll take Pacino. <laughs> okay, and let's, while we're doing the sort of... Um, Strong female leads. We've got room for Glenn Close in this? Why? Um, we just... <laughs> and does anyone else have any actors that they like that would just want to get in here? Why Why's Glenn Close got to be in it? <laughs> Great opposite uh, mother role against Diane Keaton. Strong, powerful, manipulative, charismatic. Oh, my God. All right. I just, I just love... <laughs> I knew, give me a minute, yeah? I knew you, you loved you... Air Force One. Yeah. If, <laughs> if you want Glenn Close, you can have Glenn Close. Uh, thanks, sure. thanks. What a bizarre, thanks, what a bizarre 30 seconds. I know. Uh, 
I don't think so. Um, uh, what's Rose Bell? What's her name? Um, Helen. Helen. Um, so I don't think her parents should be like at all rich. Like they shouldn't have any money. Like she's when she's falling on her time, she's got no one to just back her up, no one to support her. It's not like she's going back to her parents for money. Mm. Like she came from nothing. She married a rich person, or however, whatever their relationship is, and now she's got nothing again. Yeah, that's that's right. Actually. So her parents are going to be slightly. Embarrassing, Hillbilly. embarrassing. Maybe, to exactly. maybe, yeah, maybe they're the the sort of like secret that she's hidden. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, and and then she needs to embrace her real self in order hey, yeah. to bounce. They, they back. turn up in like a trailer, which is like you know they live in like a trailer home, like they're um, like proper like rednecks. Yeah, like, that's great. That's barbe- barbecue out front. Hey, Curry, didn't Glenn Close just play a hillbilly on a Netflix movie? <laughs> <laughs> she's born for this. <laughs> She was born for this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, if you do put her in it, there could be, if if she is a redneck, there could be a rabbit shooting scene. I hate rabbits. You know. Okay. I think think I'd put, just, just, um, I I know you seem to have a thing for Glenn Close, weirdly. (laughs) Today. (laughs) Today, yeah. But I I actually think, I want to see Meryl Streep play a, a hillbilly parent, mother, figure to uh to helen to come out i think i'll tell be, you what she did she do it she she says yes a lot doesn't she she's, she's, a, she's like a sport a, she's a sport is street she's brilliant i mean you know <laughs> what, best actress of our generation i'd say uh her generation um what say? She could be like a, a yogi like a, a spiritual guide like a very a peace a, an earth woman you know an earth media, immediately backtracking on the glenn close comments as well just street yeah, comes, yeah. Street just comes re- in and you re- forgot re- you've totally yeah, forgotten about her Gone tomorrow. You know what I mean? It's, it's a fickle world out there, mate. You know what I mean? You've got, you've got to survive for the top spot if you're punching away. So, I don't think on. she should be like spiritual. No, I think she should be like that rabbit shooting. Like like when the nine dogs arrive, like she tries to like shoot a dog because she just like shoots animals all the time. <laughs> like, yeah. Or like, she's not like, not like meditated and stuff. Like she's just, she's trying to eat the dogs. She's always trying to steal stuff. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, the the joke is a dog goes missing and they're all wondering and there's a spit, there's like an animal on the the spit that they're cooking and they're like, is it, isn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, she feeds them all a meal and they're all, there's a little bit of doubt in their minds that it might be the dog. But I'm going to eat it out of politeness. Where did this meat come from? Oh, we ran over it about two days ago down the road. So we thought we'd bring it with us. Yeah, only tell us like halfway through the meal. Yeah, yeah. And Melissa McCarthy is not worried about it. She likes it. (laughs) (laughs) Lovely. All right, well, look, this is coming together. I mean, so title-wise, are we we going with this, The Godmother? Sure. What about God? I think Al was probably onto something with Godmothers. Is is uh, and because then you and you set it up as you don't know who's going to become the, the godmother, right? And and then it feels more on brand with bridesmaids. Exactly. Okay. You can see it. Same font. Same font. Same. You know, pink title treatment. Everything. And um, you just and you get that big the po- like the white background poster of them all looking kind of because they look cool as fuck. It's like deliberately stylized. You could do that, but just baby it up. Yeah. You know? Love that. Okay. Fantastic. Director. Hmm. Well, I guess it would be Paul Feig coming back for this. It's his little, you know, his little thing. But is he's what was the last thing he did last Christmas? Yeah, awful. Wow. <laughs> wow. I don't. I don't know if this is Paul Feig's film. This is this is um, Kristen Wiig's and Annie Mumolo's film. 
Uh, they're the writers. You need them. They're they're more important than the director. I think. Okay. Yeah. 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 Sure. So you, then, you, 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 I mean, they. This isn't happening without them coming back to to write it and all the cast. I think that's the most important thing. Feig. I don't know. Ex- kind of expe- take, expe- it, take it or ex- leave it. Expendable, ultimately. Yeah. It's very, very expendable. If we're going like the Godfather thing, then why not have the Coppola connection? Get it in. Sophia. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, she's on more of a sim- similar level to Paul Thomas Anderson. But what was the last thing Sophia Coppola did? Uh, was it Bling Ring? No, nah, that was a while back, mate. Yeah, thing that was... the trees and the poster. I um, remember what it's called, though. Bling Ring was a while ago. I've the actually, I've, I'll go on record and say I've always found us kind of overrated. I, I think Lost in Translation. Film-wise? I think Lost in Translation's overrated. There, I said it. I said yeah, it. I like the connection, though. This is pretty funny. Sophia Coppola directing... We're not looking for the best director here. We're looking for someone that's connected to the Godfather in any way possible. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Oh, let's get get Francis to do it then. No, no, too old. This is the last time I will ever say this. Coppola's in. All right, that's good. Okay, so seems to come together. Got a cast, got a title, got a director. Teaser trailers. I guess we we are going to go with the black and white, the hand, the baby, you know, the hand that rocks the cradle or something like that. Well, obviously not. We're going for Godfather, weren't we? <laughs> black Godfather and white impressions. Black and white version of the hand that rocks the cradle. Uh, <laughs> Curry, have you been? Uh, you've been taking something this morning. Yeah, mate. Av- avocados. <laughs> Avo, smashed avos, mate. Okay, well, uh, let's put your money where your mouth is because it's time for pitch time. So, who's going to seal this deal? Who's going to? Pitch Godmothers. Uh, I, I'm stepping out of this one. I I, I I took Tarantino home, didn't I, last week? So come on, boys. I think it's yours, Joe. I think you've done the heavy lifting on this. Okay. Yeah, I'll give it a go. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Ten years. Is it ten years? Great start. Great ten start, years. mate. <laughs> 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 Is it ten years? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'll pitch to. All right, I'm in front of Kristen Wiig and I'm saying it's been roughly 10 years. Has it been 10 years, guys? How long's it been? Minimal amount of research, not done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's been 10 years since we saw Annie um, and the, the wedding of Lillian uh, and Bridesmaids Gang. Um, we return when Lillian is delivering the news to Annie that she is finally, you know, they've been trying for a while. She is pregnant and they're having a baby. Um, It sparks lots of sort of, you know, uh, uh, speculation as to who the godmother is going to be. Is it going to be Annie or is it going to be Helen, played by Rose Byrne again? Um, It sort of sparks a, uh, you know, a a, a light competition, just like the first film in in a race to become the godmother. Um, but while that's all unfolding, Helen <clears throat> is getting a, is, is going through a, a rough divorce. Her husband has been uh, caught and arrested uh, for, I don't know, tax something. Oh, I like uh, it. Tax uh, evasion or fraud. Like he's, you know, he's been doing, he's been doing dodgy deals. Uh, so all of her assets, her financial assets have been seized. She is kicked out of the house. Um, he could be involved in organised crime and it links to the Godfather again. Yeah, he is the Godfather. Uh, (laughs) 
chopping off horses' heads. <laughs> um, so she she spirals out of you know out of control, hits rock bottom. Crazy um, Rose Byrne improv tearing places apart uh, ensues. Her her mother comes to help her. Uh, and it turns out her mother is someone that she's always tried to hide from sort of polite society that she's involved in. Um, played by Meryl Streep as a sort of hillbilly trailer trash, um, always nicking things, smoking all the time, chain smoking, um, awful, awful person. Um, <laughs> but come the end, she needs to embrace that sort of side of her show like the polite society that she no longer gives a shit about these things and that she's embracing her mother um, and, and with a little help from Annie uh, becomes the godmother uh, by the end of the film. Um, and Annie sort of steps aside and says, you should be the godmother. Uh, written by Kristen Wiig, Annie Mamelo, directed by Sophia Coppola. Uh, <laughs> Because for some reason we thought we didn't need Feek. <laughs> well done. Well done, mate. Well, there you go. It came together very well, didn't it? A uh, bit more of a challenging one than we thought. Nevertheless, guys, as ever, let us know what would you have done differently? Would you have put Pacino in? Would we de age Pacino? Is Khan coming back? Basically, are we just doing the Godfather? Again, let us know what you think. Uh, if you can rate us five stars, why not? You know, we'd like it. But more importantly, as ever, all we care about is that we see you on the next episode. Cheers, guys. <laughs> <laughs>